Lamed Amud Aleph on the second line, new Mishnah. Um, a number of these things we've seen previously quoted. Here we go. If you pour out water into the Rishus Harabim, and somebody else gets uh, damaged in them, the one who spilled the water out is liable, is responsible for the damages. If somebody hides, he has uh, some thorns or some uh, broken pieces of glass, or Hagoiders Gidre Bekaitzim, person who makes his own uh, partition between him and the Rishus Harabim. However, he's got uh, a bunch of thorn uh, thorns sticking out in the Rishus as part of his partition. Or Gedr Shadafal Rishus Harabim, or if you have a, a stone wall that collapsed onto Rishus Harabim, Vahuzku Bahana Chayrim, in any of those cases, if others get damaged, Chayab Ben Izkai, there's a responsibility to compensate for the damages. Amar Rav, I circled Rav's name. He comes to. Uh, qualify the uh, water issue. So, person poured water into the Rishasarabim, says, Rav, It's where the person was walking on the Rishasarabim, got his clothes soiled in a, uh, probably a permanent way, uh, ruined in a permanent way in the water. If the person who was walking through the water sort of fell, uh, let's say slipped, uh, hurt something, then the one who had poured out the water would be putter. Why? Karkailam has he it wasn't the water. The water might have been gyrem. It might have caused the person to fall, but the fall was the impact on the ground, and that he's not responsible for kama. Amrali Ravuna, I circled Ravuna. Ravuna says to Rav, "Well, lo ella ke rifshay." Like, let's say somebody threw out a bunch of a bunch of zevel, a bunch of uh, uh, trash or uh, excrement. Um, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't he be chayev if somebody uh, tripped over that and fell? If he wasn't mafgaret, um, well, uh, so too over here by the water. Shouldn't that be the case? Well, says the Gemara, or I guess in uh, defense of Rav, misavris deloy tamu maya. Uh, are we saying here like who said that the um, water had uh, had not finished? Misavris deloy tamu maya bide. Tamu Maya, the case is where the water had basically uh, gone away. How does water go away? It basically gets absorbed into the ground, and, and therefore there's no real case of uh, refesh. Uh, why then do we need to have this taught over here and also taught uh, earlier? The Tarti, two cases uh, to tell you that if a person's clothes and the Rishus Rabbim get uh, filthy uh, or get ruined because of walking uh, through the water that some guy had uh, spilled out, in both cases we heard that he would be uh, Chayev. Well, the reason why we needed to be taught twice is once is to tell us in the summertime, and the other is to tell us that the same applies in the wintertime, like we see in the following uh, three and a half line Brisa. Marked it off. And all those characters that we said they're allowed to um, clear out their bivoysayim uh, would, would be their uh, the areas that have uh, uh, like gutter pipes, gorfin maraysayim, or if they have like septic tanks or I guess septic caves, uh, they would be able to clear that water out. Um, they don't even have Rishus to do that in the summertime. Summertime, in, basically in Israel or in Bavel, it's dry, and you'd be making uh, something uh, wet that wasn't normally wet. However, in the wintertime, 
literally in the rainy season, they do have permission to have these things, uh, to flush them out into the Rishos HaRabim. Now the truth is, even though they have Rishos then, if somebody gets damaged uh, there, uh, they uh, would be uh, liable to have to pay. Says the Mishnah, Matzniyas HaKaitz, etc., um, and one of the things listed there was if you have a geder shel kaitzim, literally a partition of uh, thorns, so a whole bunch of thorns sticking out. Amrabiyechanan, by the geder shel kaitzim, we didn't say ela mafriach, that's only if the um, the thorns are all pointing out towards the uh, Rishos HaRabim, and they're actually protruding out into the Rishos HaRabim. Aval mitzamtzim, if you make sure that the uh, points of the thorns are none of them, pointing out into Rishos Rav, and they're all within the person's own Rishos, then he would be either low or it'd be Pater. My time of Pater, why would that be? It's considered unusual to walk along the Rishos Rabbim and to rub up against somebody's wall, and if that's the case, then uh, that's why the person would not be Chayev. Tanur Abanan, you have a Bryce that goes for two and a half lines and starts here. Hamatznia, Koit Soisav, if a person uh, hides away his thorns or his broken piece of glass collection, into some other guy's wall, uh, he finds a little uh, opening and hides his stuff there, and the, the wall owner comes with Sasser Koslo and breaks down his wall, not realizing there might be other things in there, and it goes out into Rishos Rabbim, and then damage, someone gets damaged by these, let's say, uh, thorns or glass. There's a liability, but who's responsible here? The guy who hid them in, not the wall owner. That's the end of the Tanaic source. That's only in a case where the wall was a clearly a very shaky, rickety wall that anyone in their uh, right uh, mind would have assumed would be um, destroyed in the very near future. If the Kaisa was bar, if it was a solid, healthy wall, then the Matsnia, the guy who hid it away in there, whether he had permission or not, certainly it's reasonable to assume that wall would not be uh, broken down at any time in the near future, and therefore he'd be Pater V'chayev, and the person who decided to break down the wall, he's the one who would be Chayev. V'chayev, the Bal Kaisel, the Bal HaKaisel would be Chayev because he should have checked what was in the wall that he broke down. Amravina, I understand Ravina's name, Zaisai Marius, from here you see a very interesting parallel case, HaMechasa Bayrei, Let's say I have a boar in the Rishos Rabbim, which I can't leave it like exposed or open. I cover it using some. I cover it using Bob's uh, lid. Bob's boar cover comes along the Bob and takes his cover back. Well, if somebody falls into the pit and uh, gets uh, damaged, uh, I am the one who is going to be responsible. Okay, the Gemara says, uh, Pshita, that's basically the same case. What, what's like the Chiddush that Ravina is trying to tell us? Well, here's the Chiddush. The cases are slightly different. Mautatamia might have thought to say, Hasam, when we say the guy who broke down the wall is going to be Potter, even though, let's say, there are pieces of glass in the wall, who, he has no idea who came by, I don't know, three months ago, six months ago, who even knows, and, and, and hid some thorns or some glass in his wall that he should let him know. So, like, how would he even let the guy know? Aval hacha, when it comes to the case of the uh, cover being used on the boar, de yada lay, 
in general, probably the um, fellow who is the owner of this um, boar cover, who's taking the boar cover, knows who the owner of the boar is, and you might have thought to say, you should get in touch with him and let him know, hey, uh, listen, I'm, you know, your boar that you had covered with my uh, lid, I'm, I'm uncovering it now, just so you know, Kamash Malan, that that is not his responsibility. Tan Rabbanon, three-line b'risa starts here, Chassidim HaRishenim, the early Chassidim HaYumatznin, the things that they had that were potentially dangerous to people, thorns, broken piece of glass, in their own field, and they would uh, dig a, a hole, but they would make sure they would they would dig three tfachim deep, about a foot deep, so that if uh, that line was plowed up in the future, um, the plow would not go that far into the ground, and the stuff would basically stay buried. That's the end of the snake source. Rav Sheshish, Shadi Benura, he would throw, I guess, his thorns into the fire, get rid of them that way. Rava Shadilu Bedigelis, Rava would throw them into the middle of the depths of the Tigris River. Amar Rav Yehuda, along a similar line, Haiman Deboi, Lemahave Chasida, a person, we talked about Chasid, we showed him about five lines ago in the Brises, so a person who wants to be a Chasid, generally understood as going um, beyond uh, the letter of the law. Uh, in his righteousness, once he's perfected, um, letter of the law, unbelievable that the recommendation has nothing to do with wearing clothes, nothing to do even learning musr. It means with properly keeping the halachas of damages, making sure you don't do anything to anyone else that would co- possibly cause them damage or anything to yourself that might cause anyone else damage. Rava Amar, a person who wants to be a chassid, he should be involved with mili da'avais, probably mesechas avais, perki avais, all of the uh, lessons taught there. Ve'amri la, there are those who say mili de'brachais, a focus on uh, the appreciation we should have would certainly need lead one, um, potentially to uh, taking on a life of uh, being a chassid. Says the Mishnah, uh, we have the Reisha, I call this the Reisha, ha'maitzies tivno, if a person brings out his... Uh, his straw, his stubble, out to the Shusarabim. Lizivalim, he wants to turn it into a, a more productive manure by having people trample over it and mud get kicked into it. And the Huzak Benacher, however, somebody, the Shusarabim, kind of slipped maybe and got damaged with it. Chayev, I squiggle on the word Chayev ben Nizkai. So the one who put the Tevin out there is Chayev, comma, Oh, and by the way, anyone who wants to come take this star stubble that's out there in Shusarabim has the ability to. It's his, he can take it. Rishim Gamliel, who we boxed, Oimer, Kolom Mekalkalim Rishusarabim, similar issue, anyone who puts out anything that could cause damage in the Rishusarabim, Vehezik, when it does damage, Chayav Shalom, the guy who put it out there is uh, responsible to have to uh, compensate uh, anyone who's damaged. Vechala Koydem Zacha, also, here we see again, anyone who wants to uh, go ahead and just take those things, he can. Kama. Now I call this the Seifa of the Mishnah, We've also seen this before. If somebody flips over some animal dung in the Rishos Arabim, the Huzak Ben Acher, and after that, some other person comes along and gets damaged, Chayav Ben Nizkai. This fellow who flipped over the Galal would be uh, responsible for the damages caused by somebody who was damaged by the Galal afterwards. That is the Mishnah. Ask the Gemara a question, which uh, takes about six lines to develop. Most of it is a Tanaic source. Should we say that the Mishnah we just had quoted is not like Rabbi Yehuda? Why? What does Rabbi Yehuda say? Here's a four-line brisa. 
I boxed Rebuda's name. There were certain times, I guess, when they would uh, take out the Zevel. Uh, that was maybe more effective. Adam might see A person can take the whatever pile of uh, uh, like cow and animal poo he's got uh, saved up. He could take it to Rishus Rabbin, but and pile it out there. Kolshleishim uh, for thirty days. Kadeshi nishu baragle so that it'll be trampled over by people walking. Baragle behema and animals walking. Shalmanas Kane, because this was one of the things. Hinchel Yoshua Saras, all the way back when Yoshua led the Jewish people into Israel, it was on the condition that a person can do this. So should we then say that our Mishnah is not like this? Because our Mishnah said if a person brings their zevil out, he would uh, be liable for any damages that are caused. Says the Gemara, Noah Filutema, you could even say that our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda. Moin Rabbi Yehuda, Shim Hizik, Mishalom, it's a Hizik. So Rabbi Yehuda, uh, 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 quoting um, this uh, Yoshua gave people, they all had to agree that they would be allowed, they'd let other people bring out uh, their zevel to the Shosarav, and at the same time, if somebody gets damaged by it, um, there will be responsibility to have to compensate for the damages. Vehatsnan, I put a triangle around this Vehatsnan, that's because three lines later, right underneath this is a Tashma, I put a triangle around that, we're going to bring uh, a few uh, Tanaic uh, sources, uh, which is also going to be Lefishtis Rebbe Yehuda, and, and see what might be a little bit otherwise. That's not. So here we have a quote of a Mishnah. It's a Mishnah which is coming up in about a month from now. Here in Bavakama. Uh, box it off. Box Rebbe Yehuda's name. Bener Hanukkah. If it was the Ner Hanukkah that caused the damage, then um, the camel's walking by. It's got these long stalks of flax. If it was Ner Hanukkah, Potter, I squeal around Potter, Mipne Shehube. Rishus, because apparently it was put out there uh, with Rishus. That's the end of the snake source connector, my love, Mishum Rishus Bastin. So should we not say that the issue here is that the Rishus is the Rishus of Bastin? That would be then a uh, question on the way we answered it, because we said, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you have uh, permission, and, and yet you would still be Chayiv. Um, lo, so the Gemara uh, answers that, no, that's actually not what he meant with Rishus. Rather, what he meant by the term Rishus is Mishum Rishus Mitzvah. That since it's Hanukkah time, coming soon to a uh, uh, home near you, Mitz Hashem, Desanya, like the Brisa says, this is a Brisa that goes a little bit less than a line. Rabbi Yehuda, we underline his name, Oimer, Bener Hanukkah Pater, why? Mimeshu Rishus Mitzvah. So this snake source, which just ended, clearly indicates that the Rishus here they're talking about is that it's Mitzvah related. Tashma, another snake source, this one goes till the end of the next line, so about a line and a third. It says as follows, All those list of things that we said the person's allowed to do, even though it might cause damage to someone there's just a rabbim. So if it does do damage uh, to somebody, the person responsible for putting it out there would have to compensate. Rabbi Yehuda. Ooh, we box Rabbi Yehuda. What does he say? Poter. Oh no, Rabbi Yehuda says, off the hook. I squiggle in line Poter. That's the end of the next source. Clearly it seems Rabbi Yehuda is saying the guy is uh, not responsible. So, a couple of answers to this. Some are of Nachman. We end on Rav Nachman. He's number one. And at the end of line, Ravashi, we also end of line, Ravashi is number two. The Rav Nachman way to answer this is, Masnisin happens to be Shalai B'Shaz, Heisaz, Valim, Rabbi Yehudi. That the Mishnah, which talks about a liability, is because that was at a time where it was not the norm to have the Zvalim out there, and it would be going according to Rabbi Yehuda. Ravashi, who we underline the second approach, Shamar, Tivnoi Vekashoitznan Mishum de Misharki. Unlike other types of things, um, it seems like straw and stubble is what was taught. 
because um, they haven't yet become, haven't like yet decomposed. In which case, it's quite slippery. Maybe we'll even say unusually slippery, and that's why there would be a liability. Says the Mishnah, whoever gets them first gets them. Amar Rav, I circled Rav's name, and one line later, I circled Zairi. Rav says. Um, when the Mishnah said, whoever gets the uh, straw stubble, uh, he, it's his, is it all his? Maybe only part of it is his? What do we mean? So Rav says, bein begufan, bein beshvachan. Um, that's being able to keep the straw stubble itself, as well as whatever improvements came about by it being, however long it was out there, Mishnah's from being uh, trampled on and being able to rot properly. Ze'iri says, Oh no, when we said the guy who takes them is, uh, uh, he gets them, that's bishvachan. That's whatever the increase in value over the time that it was in the Shasarabim uh, was. However, the, the actual, like, value when it was first put out there, he would certainly have to compensate the person who is the rightful owner of it. What is the essential point of between Rav and Ziri? Well, Rav, we underline, Kansu Gufa Mishum Shvachan. Rav says that if we're going to consent the person who put the stuff out there, that whatever benefit is accrued, he loses that, then you know what? He also loses the basic stuff also. Whereas Ziri, we underline, Safar, Loi Kansu Gufa Mishum Shvachan. Just because when he put it out, it was, say, $100 was the value, and then when some guy walked off with it a few weeks later, it was $150. Well, the $50 is the increase, and that's what he will lose. They're not going to constant him for losing uh, everything else. It's not. We, uh, in light of our Mishnah, we quote about a line and a word from our Mishnah, and uh, it says as follows, Ha-hoifich esa galal. It says, if there's somebody who flips over some uh, animal poo in the Rishos Ha-Rabim, and after that, some person comes along and, and gets damaged because of the animal poo, Chayev be-nizkoi, connector ve-ilu. As far as three-word phrase, it didn't say anything there about a person being able to uh, come and take it. Uh, this would be difficult for Rav, who said that a person can uh, get the goof and the shvach of it. Well, if you look back at the Mishnah, the earlier case did say that someone can come along and take it. And the same would apply to the later case of uh, the guy who's flipping over the uh, animal manure in the Rishos Rav. But don't we have a little Tanaic source taught as a comment off our Mishnah? Three words, Asurin Mishum Gezel. That oh no, it would be forbidden to take it because it would be Gezel otherwise. Well, says the Gemara, no. Kiktani Asurin, the little three word Tanaic source we just taught, that's Mishum Gezel Akulamas Nisan Kai. It's going on the entirety of the Mishnah. And it's not referring to uh, taking it from the person who put it out there. It's taking it from the person who took it from the person who put it out there. And that would be Loisa Shekadam Vizacha. There it would be Mishum Gezel. So, bottom line, if Bob put some uh, Zevel out there, Carl came along and took it. For somebody to take it from Carl, that would be Gezel. Well, says so Tani Hachi. It doesn't say that in the following Tanakh source. Probably should be a Desanya over here. Uh, Four lines in Aic source says as follows. If somebody pours out his straw or stubble, leaving the Rishasarabim, let's volunteer to turn it into like a, a, an effective type manure. But who's up in Acher? Someone else gets damaged, slips in it. Chayev ben Nizkoi, he's liable for the damages. And anyone who wants to take it, like some guy walking down the street and sees it, he can take it. Umutter mishum gezel, and I don't line mutter. 
yet. And the Bryce continues for another line and a half. If you flip over somebody else's animal, poo, that was left there, and there's just Rav, someone else gets damaged in it. Chayev, there will be a liability. The Asr Mishum Gezel. And I don't know the word Asr. So clearly you see there is a distinction. in his name, he says as follows, he says, Galal Karamis. Well, one second, you're asking a question on our uh, uh, situation from the case of Galal? No, something that has a benefit if you leave it out there for a long time. There, the Rabbanon constant the value of the guf mishum the shvach. However, if it's the type of thing, a davar shein by shvach, it doesn't really get any better if you leave it out there. There, like kansu. The Rabbanon did, did not make the kanas. Period. According to the one who says, here's a forward phrase, Oh yeah, we're going to go ahead and say that the person loses the ikker goof of the issue of the item because of the uh, benefit. Well, is that la'alter kansin lechimaisi shvacha kansin? Is that, are we going to kansin the person like immediately or do we have to wait whatever the amount of time is they'd have to wait to uh, that benefit to accrue a few weeks or a month? What do we say? Well, tashma midika airinan galal. Now, I put an arrow pointing back up corresponding to the sixth line where we said, from the fact that we are bringing the case of uh, Galal into the discussion, it's pretty clear that he holds immediately the Knas would apply. Because if you want to say it's only after the Shvach, then how could you even ask from Galal? Galal, like animal poo, doesn't have any Shvach is leaving out over time. The Tizbera, um, Asks the Gemara now, that doesn't make sense because Ki Airinan Galal, that was Mikamigalishni of Nachman. Rav Nachman only came and gave us some clarity about six lines ago. But that which we brought the Galal to Naik source was almost uh, ten lines before that. Lebasar, after Deshani of Nachman, Mi Ikalamir Mi Galal Kla. You can't ask Galal because it's two separate cases. Period. The Gemara concludes with two lema ketanois. I put a diamond on this lema ketanoi, and two, four, six, eight, nine lines later, first word on line is demazik. I put a diamond around the three words after that, lema kahani tanai. So we're going to uh, try to establish that this machlokas that we had at the top of the page between Rav and Ziri, says the Gemara in the first one, uh, let us say it, it parallels a machlokas tanoim. Here it is. Three lines in a source starts here. Uh, you're not allowed to charge another Jew interest. Let's say, Shtar Shekasu by Ribis. You have an actual like document written out that has in it the uh, Ribis payment which was supposed to be made. Koinsen Oisai. So we consen that person. Ve'eno Gova Lois Akaren Velois Ha Ribis. And we do not allow him to collect the principal or the interest. Diver Rabbi Meir. We box Rabbi Meir. We box the Chachamim. They say, no, if the guy lent out $100 and the document's $100 and he's supposed to get 50 bucks as interest, Goyvez Akarin, he can collect the main part, the regular part of the loan. Of Eliezeribis, he would not be able to use that document to collect the interest. That's Machlokas Ramir and the Chachamim, both who were boxed. So should we say, comma, connector, suggests the Gemara, Lima, Rav, Damakarib Meir, uh, Rabbi Meir, who said we like throw the whole book at him and we constant everything. That would be like what Rav had said, that the... Uh, uh, stuff out in the Rishos Rabim. If somebody comes along and takes it, he loses. The, he, he could take all of it. He could take the uh, the the shvach and the um, Karen. Zeiri, who we underlined, uh, Zeiri up above, who was on the third line, and should he only get the shvach, he would be going like the Rabbanan here, who would say that the issue is he loses the uh, shvach, loses the 
a potential interest payment, but the Iker money that was lent out, he would be able to uh, collect. So should we say that? Should we box Rav and Ze'iri into being able to only going like one of two Tanaim in the Machlokas about a uh, document that has interest written into it? Amalach Rav. Rav, like any good Amara, says, nope, don't box me into being only like one Tana. I could say my approach even according to Rabbanan. I'd come like Rabbanan Hasamela Karen de Behetera. When the Rabbanan said it, when you lend a hundred dollars to someone, to get that hundred dollars back is totally mutter. It's the interest that is Asr Aval Hacha over here, Karen Gufa Kamazik. It was the Karen itself that was causing the damage. That's why it would be different. Also, Ziri. I underline Ziri. Amarlachi would tell you on Adam. I feel Rabbi Meir. Oh no, I could be going even within the Tanner of Mayor. How so? I can only come to Mayor Hassam, El de Misha'as Ksiva. Even from the time a document is written out that says, yeah, Bob uh, borrowed from Steve $100, he's going to pay back $150, that's us immediately. Davadle Suma. Suma is Altasima Lavnetzach. You shouldn't place a situation of interest on somebody. Aval Hacha. Biemar Demazik, who says, and a person puts their stuff out of the Rishas Rabbim, who says someone's going to come by and uh, get damaged by it. Period. Leimakani Tanoi, this also gets a diamond, and we now have a three line Tanaic source as follows. Hamoitzi Tifnevikashai, someone brings out his straw or stubble into the Rishas Harabim, Lizavalim, to leave it out there for a while to become an effective fertilizer. Huzak ben Acher, and someone else gets damaged by it. Chaya ben the fellow who brought the stuff out to the Rishas would be responsible. The Chalakoyta ben Zacha, and anyone who gets to it first, it's theirs. The Asur Mishum Gezel, but eh, it would be Asur because of a Gezel issue. Rabbi Shem ben Gamliel, who we boxed on there. Anything that can cause damage uh, in, in a reasonable scenario to some of the that I put out there, and they damage, uh, there'd be a responsibility to have to pay and compensate uh, the damaged party. And anyone who wants to take it can take it. And unlike what the Tanakh comment said, Rishimamalil says it's uh, not an issue of Gezel. So, one second. Uh, before we even try to match up the Tanaim, Hagufakasha. Amr's on the one end, we said, those four words in right angles, that whoever wants to take it can take it. The Hadra Kamar, and then right after that, it said, here's three words in right angles, basically said, you, you can want to take it, you can take it, and then turns around and says, but you know, if someone takes it, they're over thievery. El Alav, it must be, like the only way you can understand this is as follows, Hachi Kamar. Colon. When it said, that, oh, anyone wants to take it, can take it, take, what, what is it? It is actually just the shvachan, the additional benefit that was uh, brought to this item because it had been out in the Rishos HaRabim. Come, and then when it said, uh, three words in right angles, that's going agufan on the uh, the ikr value of the stuff in question, the original value of the stuff in question. Va'asa comes on Shem Gamliel, le'meimar to say afilu gufan nami. Nope. Even the ikr stuff itself, whoever wants to get it, can get it, and therefore that would be like the Machlokas Tanayim. Ra versus Zeiri would match up Tanakam and Shimon Leel. Should we say that? Well, Lezeiri Vadai Tanoi. For sure, according to uh, Zeiri, it would be a Machlokas Tanayim. Zeiri said you can only take the uh, Shvach, not the Guf, and it definitely can echo like both the Tanayim. The Rav, we underline Rav's name, Milema Tanoi. Are we forced into saying this Machlokas Tanayim, or maybe not? Well, Amalach Rav, and Rav will explain why 
he would not be only like one side of Machlokas tonight. Everyone seems to agree that you would consent the goof of the issue in question because of the benefit. The issue here, though, is, is that something that is uh, publicly publicized by the rabbinical establishment? Is this something that would fall into the category of the, it's like legally correct, but we do not publicly uh, teach it like that? De itmar. Machlokas Ravuna, who I have boxed on my Rav, halacha. True, that is halacha, but we do not publicly sort of like announce it or publicize it. Whereas Ravad Barava, who I have boxed Amar, halacha, and yes, Marin Kane, and we would publicize it. Okay, that is the Machlokas. Asak Marini, really? Is that so? Baravhuna, Afgir Hushli, he, the Ravuna who had said halacha vein Marin Kane, he publicly was Mafgir, uh, a person's uh, peeled. Barley that he had spread out over into the Rishos Harabim. Uh, Ravada Barava, the other Mandamar, Afgir Slikusta. He uh, was Mafgir, somebody's uh, uh, date, already pressed date sludge, uh, very effective in making a date. Beer. Now, Bishlam Ravada Barava Kishmaisei. We understand that Ravada Barava did that because that would be going according to his teaching what he said he should do. Ela Ravuna Lema Hadarveshu. We say that Ravuna, who seems to be going against his teaching, is to say backed off his teaching. Uh, no, uh, because that particular case that we're bringing was an exception. Hano Musrin Havu. Those people were warned once, they were warned twice, they were warned numerous times. Now, if they had listened after they were warned initially, this wouldn't be the case. However, since they didn't listen, uh, Rafuna was Mafgir, their peeled barley. Adkan.